Hey, so before this episode starts, I wanted to let you know that I'm running a free webinar training on how I reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers each year and generate partnership revenue through authentic brand partnerships. It may be that you're feeling really cash strapped at the moment. Maybe you're over relying on Facebook and Instagram advertising, or it could just be that your marketing strategies are no longer cutting through or working like they used to. Either way, it's absolutely time to use brand partnerships. There's never been a more necessary time to integrate this tactic into your marketing strategy because partnerships can drive both reach and revenue for your business, which is really exciting. I'm only going to do two free sessions on this. The first one's on Tuesday, the 2nd of August, and the second one is on Wednesday, the 3rd of August. One's at lunchtime, one is early morning. Um, And to register, you can do that for free via the URL, bit.ly slash reach 100k or bit.ly slash reach 100k. I look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to This Is How We Do It. We chat with brilliant marketers to delve behind the scenes of creative marketing collaborations and brand partnerships. I'm your host, Jess Rufus, and I'm the founder of Collabosaurus. And together with Microsoft Store Sydney, we are exploring how collaboration marketing can build a business and we're chatting to the pros about how they do it. Hey everyone, welcome back to This Is How We Do It. I'm your host, Jess Rufus, and I have such a special guest today in Pip Brett, who is the founder of Jumbled, an award-winning homewares and clothing store in Orange, New South Wales, that you probably already follow on Instagram like I do. And Jumbled began in 2013, is created by Pip's love of all things color and joy. And the brand is the perfect example of how to run a bricks and mortar store in an age where everyone is buying online. There are few businesses that absolutely nail partnerships like Jumble does and how frequently Jumbled nail collaborations is just so fantastic to see. Pip is such an expert when it comes to creative brand collaborations, particularly with artists. And in our chat, we talk about a handful of Jumbled's recent partnership lines, such as a stunning limited edition ceramics line in collaboration with Robert Gordon Australia, as well as her side project, Jumbled Builds a House, which I'm incredibly invested in following on social media, um, and how the project that project has attracted even more collaborations that come to life in a totally new, different way. And I'm so excited to be bringing you our conversation. Pip is an absolute social media and creative powerhouse who is a joy to speak to and follow on the gram. So let's get into it. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, Pip. Jumbled Online has been one of those social media accounts I've been following for so long. Um, and if anyone, you know, isn't familiar with Jumbled Online, are you able to give everyone a little rundown as to what it is and how it got started? Yeah, sure. No, thank you so much for having me, Jessica. And the the love is totally mutual because I think Collabosaurus and your and I love listening to your podcast as well. You're just kicking so many goals and it's so much of what you've said um, on your podcast over time. I keep repeating to my girls in the store as well. It's like really good pearls of wisdom to um, to live by. 
Yeah, so Jumbled is a, a bricks and mortar store in Orange in central west New South Wales and we've also got an online store presence also. And um, it really is just um, everything that I love all under one roof. So coffee, fashion, home, art, it's all very colourful. It's, um, yeah, it's it's everything I love in one spot and our whole aim is to bring joy and give joy and um I'm just doing I was just about what to I say, want to do every day. Yeah, it's joy in a store is how I would describe it. It's so colourful and beautiful. Yeah, well, it's our number one business aim. We don't really have proper business targets, but it is to bring joy. So it's to ourselves as well as to our customers. So, yeah, it's kind of a good um, business ethos to live by. Yeah. I love that. I feel like a collab with Marie Kondo coming on. Does this spark? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> totally. Amazing. And I mean, Jumbled Online has grown so much over the years. I'd love to hear from you about your role in the business and how that has evolved over time and kind of what does your day-to-day look like now as opposed to when it got started? Yeah. So I actually first started, I opened a clothing store when I was 21 um, in Bathurst, which is just near Orange. And that was, you know, so I've been in business now for 16 years yesterday, actually. Um, Congratulations. Thank oh my you. Goodness. I know. I'm old yeah. enough to have been in business 15 I know. years. I know. I think, yeah, yeah. I think it was like, you know, you're 21 and I just finished studying a Bachelor of Design in Fashion and Textiles and I was trying you know, there was just a gap in the market in regional New South Wales. Like it's very different now. Um, every small town has a beautiful store, I think now, or cafe or something cool going for it. But back then it wasn't really the case. So I moved back here, opened that up, and then it was just um, I bought my own home and realised I loved art just as much and furniture. And so that's when Jumble was born Um, But in the last four years, my husband and I bought a big old Masonic Hall in town and we renovated that and we sort of put it all into under one roof, you know, and we got a cafe in here as well. So, yeah, it's that concept store that I've been dreaming of. So I guess, you know, at the start when I was 21, gosh, the first three years were quite horrendous and scary, totally, and doing it all by myself. Um, But now... When I first started, I didn't even get people's email addresses. I got their postal address, which was so crazy. The internet <laughs> was just sort of starting, real, like, you know, email addresses were just starting. It's probably just more been a slow burn over the years. And now we've got, I've got 10 staff who all work really, really hard. And I just feel like probably I think social media was, you know, a big turning point for us in business and, and opening an online store. Yeah, has probably been the turning point. Yeah. And so your role, I mean, you're so involved and active on social media in an incredible way. If anyone listening hasn't checked out Jumbled Online on Instagram, it's such a joyous place to be. So, I mean, I'd love to, because when you got started, was Instagram a big platform focus for you? And how has your role kind of shifted and what are you responsible for I suppose now, because of how I see it from the outside is that you're quite involved in the marketing and that collaboration side of things. Am I right in kind of assuming 
that? Yeah, totally. And I look after the Instagram still. I haven't handed that off because I feel like it's really important, a really important aspect of our business to keep it. And I really notice when other businesses employ someone else to do that. I feel like the language changes and the I feel like the best content that I create as well is when I'm feeling like really inspired by it and really excited by it and I feel like then that translates across. So I had a girl working for me. I don't even, when did Instagram start? What year was that? Oh, man. I mean, I'm trying to think back. When I started Calabasaurus, I think it was 2014 and it was in its like infancy there were no b2b businesses using there weren't really businesses using instagram then from memory so i feel like it was around then yeah and i feel like that would be that would be right i had a girl working for me who was really um really tech savvy and really forward thinking and she was like you should get on instagram i was like oh my god what is that like i feel like i've only just got my head around facebook like another thing I think as a small business owner it's like that day-to-day list just gets longer and longer and I was like what is that she's like you literally you just share behind the scenes of your business so or or what you're doing for the day so like take a photo of your coffee take a photo of your feet with like a nice bunch of flowers and I probably took like a foot photo yesterday but I was like okay right oh give it a go but I was very skeptical but as soon as we started doing it it's like anything that you do you give it a go it works you try it you pivot you you, it's like baby steps and it kind of just took on a life of its own and yeah so day to day I look after um the Instagram and 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 take most of the content for it as well um which I, I love doing as well I feel like it's such a creative outlet as well photography and I just and, and the whole storytelling element is what I love about Instagram and particularly Insta stories. But um, yeah, and then Jess works with me as my right hand girl, and that she's pretty much who I work with on all the collaborations and um, you know that big picture dreaming kind of type stuff. I love that. So much fun. And Jumbled Online is just such a, it's a visual brand by nature. So, you know, it lends itself so well to a platform like Instagram. It was made for yeah. Instagram. Yeah, so pretty great. much. We sort of have a more is more, less is a bore type <laughs> policy with everything that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Start with a foot photo if in doubt. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. And then so speaking of sort of storytelling and brand collaborations, that leads me perfectly to my next question, which is about brand collaborations and my favourite topic. I mean, Jumble do a bunch of collaborations throughout the year, which I love to see. I mean, this year I've noticed the Robert Gordon collab caught my eye massively. It's so beautiful. Um, Rewild and Kip and Co was also stunning. Um, I'd love to know about Yes, so stunning. And so why brand collaborations, why are they such a core part of your strategy as a business? Yeah, well, they weren't always like a core part, I guess, as you get a bigger audience and um, maybe maybe we build more confidence as well to ask the question of people. Um, it's become more of a business strategy for us, but it's also like a really joyous thing. So I feel like Number one, it differentiates us from our competitors. Like I think in the homeware space, it was 
I felt like it was all getting very samey, and all homeware stores were looking really similar. And so to be able to have that exclusive product that's just for you is amazing. And I guess it also satisfies all of my creative needs. Like I just, it's probably the most joyous thing that I love doing is working with someone with another brand. You know, it's that magic where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And then I guess the other element to it is about delighting and surprising our customer. I feel like we're bombarded with so much stuff every day that um, you need to be constantly giving someone something new to keep them interested and keep them following you. And, um, yeah, I feel like that's why they've been so successful and why they're so fun to do. And we've got lots in the pipeline even that we're releasing till the, before Christmas and then we've got some next year as well that we've just started ticking off. But, yeah, they take oh, a little bit of time but it's fun. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, oh, I love, I obviously love collaborations. The yeah. whole process is just so, yeah. yeah, it is, it's magic. You're so right. And when the two, when two really cool brands come together, it's amazing. It's amazing the creativity and stuff that can come out and how you can learn from each other and, and grow. Yeah, well. yeah. It's like using, yeah. um, you know, like they say, when you find a partner in life, you should find someone like a bit different to you so that you, you know, make a great, great team. Opposites totally. attract, but you sort of still have the same core values. Yeah, you can you yeah. can complement each other and, um, mm-hmm. you know, bring strengths to someone else's weakness and vice versa, yeah. which yeah, can be totally. so powerful. Totally. And do you have do you have a favourite collab that you have done this year? And are you able to talk us through that one? Yeah, I would probably say, like, they've all been really great and really fun, but I'd have to say the Robert Gordon one to me was just, like really special it was one of my uh, favorites yeah it was so great so it all came about because I was on a podcast the house of style and they said what would be your dream collaboration I was like I would just love to design my own dream dinnerware like ceramics like I just yeah that's what I'd love to do and then like a couple of weeks later I was on a girls weekend and I just got a text from Kate Gordon saying hey if you want me to make your ceramic dreams come true call me and I was like what I swore and a lady beetle flew into my mouth which I (laughs) I find lady beetles really really lucky and I was like oh my god but swear words and I was like yes please so the start of that you know like manifesting it I don't know if I totally well, I guess it's sort of, I do believe in that. But, you know, Robert Gordon, the amazing history of that brand, but also like seeing how the four siblings worked so beautifully together and the whole process of it being handmade in um, Melbourne and hand-painted and we designed something and then it comes to you and you hold it in your hands and it had jumbled and Robert Gordon on the back. But then it was the photo shoot that we did in the cotton fields with um, Clancy Joe, this beautiful photographer, and then the whole range sold out in a night, which was amazing. And I think the feedback and um, was amazing, but it all happened during COVID. So I feel like that made it even special as well. It was just, um, it yeah. really was a dream come true. And it is my dream dinnerware set, and it is unlike anything that was already on the market and it was a bit different to what Robert Gordon usually creates. So 
they really enjoy getting back to that hand painting sort of picture element as well. So, yeah, it was great. After that. That's awesome. Dreams do come true. I think you've just totally. got to um, put it out there, though. I mean, that is something that you did do. You put it out there and it came back to you in space. Which yeah, yeah. I was yeah. not expecting them yeah. to be people, though. It was amazing. Yeah. And why do you think this one in particular was so successful? I mean, hearing you talk about it, I instantly, my marketing brain is ticking off. You leveraged that storytelling you know, you really made created such a beautiful story around that dinnerware with that cotton fields dinner mm. and the content mm. and everything like that around it. But from your perspective, what was the key to the success of that collaboration and it selling out overnight, you know, which is just a product business's dream? <laughs> mm. I think it was like about taking people on that journey and that would be through socials as well, but taking them on the journey of like COVID is super shit and, and Robert Gordon and, and, and the podcast and, and just taking people the whole way through, like we'd show samples. It was, and then we did footage from the photo shoot and, you know, I just think taking people for the ride um, got people sort of invested in it also. And I, I love each plate has meaning for us here at the shop for about travel, wherever it may be. And obviously we're not allowed to travel at the moment, but that was like each plate had a memory and it's really cool that each plate now people are making their own memories with those plates. So I just think, yeah, I think that was the success of it. Hi everyone, I'm popping in with some really exciting news that I have been dying to share for a while and it's the release of our Partnerships Masterclass course, which is everything you need to know to confidently build successful partnerships. It's an eight-week course. It starts on the 17th of February, 2021, and I'm only going to take 20 people to keep it highly personalized and help everyone with all things from pitching to coming up with creative ideas, finding your perfect partner, building collaborations into your broader marketing strategy and how to do that no matter what role you take that to or what business you apply that to, identifying and creating value in collaborations so that they're win-win and you can achieve what you want to achieve without monetary exchange most of the time, Uh, contracts, negotiation techniques, ROI tracking, this course covers everything. It's video modules, a workbook and mentoring support all throughout an eight-week course. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes. I'm so excited to share this with you. Finally, we have released this course. 17th of Feb 2021 is when it kicks off and Early Bird is available until the 10th of January, which is $200 off and a bonus one-on-one session with me if you want to nab that special as well. Happy New Year, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to see you there. I think if you had launched this collaboration in any other time of the year, maybe pre-COVID, for example, it would still have gone absolutely nuts. But it definitely has that, you know, special element to it, that inner shit time. It was that joy and that beautiful story and engaging thing that people could mm-hmm. look forward to and delight in when things yeah. were looking a bit dire. Totally. <laughs> um, product collaborations in particular are so core to Jumbled's success with collaborations with limited edition product releases and lines have you done much that in the collaboration space that isn't product based so like a social media um, partnership for example or an event collaboration do you have any examples around those 
Yeah, we haven't done heaps, but we I am building a house at the moment and we're, we've been filming that along the way and it's called Jumble Builds a House. And um, we've partnered with different brands um, to do that. That we are, oh, I love that. I already, that I already love and would be using. So it's been really um it's been really fun. I mean it's sort of near the fun end now of it. But um, you know, with Neurobond where we were able to name our own colour, we were able to mix our own colour to paint the outside of our um house. And so that was it's always been my dream to be able to name a colour. Um so <laughs> I gave them two options, so I'm not sure which one it's going to be yet. But, um, you know, the opportunities that have come from the house have been really interesting as well. So, yeah, they're obviously not products that we're necessarily selling or anything like that, but it's been really interesting to partner with other other businesses, um, small and big. Totally. Oh my gosh, I love that. And then sort of back to product-based businesses because I've realised I've completely skipped a question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's right. Do you have any pointers for product-based businesses looking to do limited edition product collabs? Because I know from my experience, they definitely take a lot longer to pull together than some of the alternative methods. Um, Mm. Did you have maybe a couple of uh, tips for brands looking to do limited edition product lines? Yeah. So I would, like I was sort of mentioning earlier, I would look to draw upon the skills of businesses or creatives that you don't have the skills, the talents and the knowledge, you know what I mean? So like, you know, we have a fashion collab coming up soon and we wouldn't, you know, or the same with Robert Gordon or the, um, the fragrance we created, like we wouldn't be able to just go and create a candle or a, or one dress, you know what I mean? Like it, it allows you to create the product if you can find someone who's already doing it who has the skills and the contacts to do it. So it's about just finding the right people and letting the magic happen. You know, you also need to pick people that are where it's mutually beneficial. So you've got to work out what you're bringing to the party and what they're bringing. And I also think that you really need to have really clear, leave nothing to chance, like clear objectives, clear who's going to be selling it, how much for, like get the nitty-gritty out of the way. But then I also think, that the best collaborations are those that um, are true collaborations. You know, you're not just putting your name, your brand on something, you're actually having input. So, yeah, that'd be my tips for people. Absolutely. And just to ask, just to go out and ask people, yeah. For sure. And, I mean, I think not only are two brands stronger together just from a skills perspective and creativity perspective but also from a promotional perspective as well I mean you can amplify the reach of any any product collab that you do with another brand any collab of any sort that you do with another brand because immediately you have more than just your channel like if you were to release a candle it's double the work and you're yeah. stuck with one channel to promote it. Whereas if you're teaming up with another brand, it's amazing for creativity and networking and all of that kind of thing, but also for marketing, which I think is quite powerful too. Yeah, you could definitely get a bigger audience and you and it's amazing to see all those first-time buyers that now you have their contacts for. So I guess then after a collaboration, a successful one, it's your, you know, you can then how do you make that person a loyal customer? 
Absolutely, which obviously you have learned very much over the last couple of <laughs> years yeah, getting trying. email addresses. <laughs> trying. I know. I learned my lesson from just getting postal addresses. Gosh. Although you probably have some killer direct mail campaigns that you could run with that because, yeah, I mean, totally. the open rate for direct mail is 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally, totally. And so brand values, I mean, you mentioned Jumbled Online is, you know, joy is at the core of pretty much everything that you do. Is that the non-negotiable when you go into a collaboration from a brand values perspective? What do you look for in a brand partner and and what is a non-negotiable for you? Yeah, I would say totally. It was like, does it bring us joy? Does it give the customer joy? Yeah, and do our values align? Like are they someone that we want to be friends with? Are they someone that we are friends with? You know, and yeah, it does have to meet, it does have to make sense financially as well. But it's also, you know, there can be a lot of work as well. So is it is it working towards that greater goal? Or but you know, some things that may not be that financial might um, just tick all of those great boxes of setting yourself a challenge and doing something creative that can be just as as worthwhile. You know, or you might gain a bigger audience or whatever. But yeah, it's about yeah, I feel like I've used the word joy a lot in this podcast, but it's pretty much like, <laughs> I've used pretty it a lot. Um, kind of what we're all about here. So, yeah. I love that. And then so when it, talking of um, financial impact and all of that kind of stuff, I truly believe you definitely need to make sure values align and that, yeah, you're you're making sure that the storytelling makes sense for, for both of you to enter into a partnership. And so many, so many of the collaborations that do happen do impact the bottom line as like a really great follow-on effect. Have, and you've mentioned that you've seen first-time buyers come through, which is fantastic. And I'd love to ask sort of how have you seen brand partnerships impact the bottom line for Jumbled? Mm. I feel like it's almost like you're introducing a new income stream all of a sudden, you know, and so you just instantly see sales, especially when it's when it sells out and it's something that you may not have been, um, that you wouldn't have necessarily had, you know, and opportunities mm-hmm. come your way and you take it and, you know, you add that extra amount that you weren't expecting which is which is really great we're trying to do something exclusive hopefully every month so yeah like our online sales have exceeded well and truly in store and like everything's going super well I think I think with COVID online businesses are are doing really well I agree we had a couple of months there where it was a bit everything froze and then from then it's just been such a positive thing for our business and it's you know we've seen so many brands hop on and look for other ways to market their business which has been really fun um yeah I think I think there's silver linings as much as it's awful um for a lot of people there are definitely some silver linings that have come out of it I mean we moved offices at the beginning of COVID and that was such a great move. Now we're all local. We're not in the city anymore. We don't have that commute. It's five minutes in. It's just such a such a great move. So yeah, it's amazing. Um yeah, the silver light, what did what do they say? It's the best worst thing. So I think yeah. um it's really good. I feel like COVID really allowed us the thinking space to think of new things that we could 
be producing. So that's definitely somewhere we want to, something we want to do more of. I think always, I mean, looking back even at Calabasaurus, whenever I've been backed into a corner, like financially, or I mean, with COVID or something like that, it's where the best creative ideas come from. And, you know, you can really see so much come from it positively. um, If you put creativity behind it, I think. Um, (laughs) And my, and my final question for you before finding out how everyone can find you is really a very similar situation to how you, you collaborated with Robert Gordon and do you have a new dream collaborator? Who is it and why, just in case they're listening? I know. I was talking to Jess about this just before and I was like, oh, my God, who will we even say? I, don't, I can't think of like... A particular brand but I do know that I would we would really love to do something more fashion related as well love to do travel stuff destination New South Wales jewel <gasps> like color I think um color travel fashion I just I don't know I wish I had someone that I was like I needed to manifest that but I feel like we've got some really great things coming up in the lead up to Christmas as well but um yeah, I think it'd be all glassware, but I don't know who that would be. Yeah. Oh, I, like I know who that would be. We've got a really <laughs> amazing glassware company on Glassworks. Get lost. <laughs> yeah, see, it's like it's like putting it out there and saying what you want, isn't it? But um, you know, and that's the exciting thing. We had a planning day, um, a planning weekend, Jess and I just went away. And we're like, let's think of just like crazy, all the crazy things. And we just came up with so many crazy, wacky ideas. And we're like, okay, let's let's cut it back a little bit. And let's, yeah. So there's lots of things that I dream of doing, but just how, how it will happen, you don't know. But, you know, you meet people and they connect you or, yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. The world is your oyster really, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's so much yeah. fun. I love running a business. Yeah. It's <laughs> such a creative outlet, hey? Yeah. Yeah. It sort of, um, yeah, it ticks all of the boxes and it's like a constant problem solving. Yeah. I love that. I love that part of it. <laughs> and so where can people find you? Yeah. So our website is jumbledonline.com and our Instagram is at jumbledonline. So you can find us there. Oh, and you can find us in Orange in New South Wales if you want to come and visit because we've got um, great wineries and restaurants and accommodation and shopping here. So, yeah, you have to come. I'm definitely going to get you. I'm definitely getting you here for our next um, Huddle Women's Business event. So I'm going to fly you here. Yeah. I don't know how you go bring home a new artwork every single week because <laughs> the artwork yeah. is insane. I've yeah. saved like six Instagram posts yeah. in the last few weeks from Jumble being like, I want that, I want that, I want that. I know. I know. Well, now I have a new house. I definitely have a lot of empty walls. And um, Yes. Yeah. My husband's like, how much is it? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Quality is remembered a long time after price is forgotten. It's oh, I like that. Well, I actually have a magical skill of forgetting how much I paid for something as soon as I've purchased it. So I never feel buyer's remorse ever. <laughs> yeah, really I don't either, really. I often play it down. I'm like, oh, it was like $10. <laughs> totally. totally. Not in a way that I was like, oh, it's actually a really good deal. Like, I honestly think that. But I think if you buy the things you truly love, 
it doesn't yeah there's no regrets absolutely Yeah. yeah awesome well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast, Pip. I so appreciate your time and amazing insights into the world of collaborations. I think Jumbled is just such a fantastic example of a brand killing it when it comes Aww. to partnership. So thank you so thank much. Thank you. No, that's so lovely. Thanks so much. <laughs>